Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. I'm going to tell you something. I may be kind of retarded, but I was right about this Epstein guy. He's a pedophile. The Clintons knew about it, and they had him killed. And they're turning the frogs gay. Wow. (laughs) Wow. How you doing? Yeah, I I guess people didn't realize, but we are interviewing... Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So get ready for a whirlwind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... uh, Rogan was talking about how crazy... Alex Jones kind of is. And he's like, look, the guy admits he's kind of retarded. He goes, but he did nail that Jeffrey Epstein yeah. thing. Hey, Rooster. How's it going? Good. How's it going, Crow? Pretty good. We, uh, we're we going to talk about things. We kind of skipped a few things. We we record our episodes a little bit out of order and or did the last couple. So the uh, Epstein stuff still going on, but we kind of neglected talking about the shooting, uh, the couple of shootings, uh, mass shootings done. There um, were mass shootings? Should not have been on the news or something? We'll get to that, but you wanted to start with the with some more of the Epstein circus. Well, basically. first of all, what's up with your voice? You're sounding like very new age, sort of relaxing kind of crow. I don't know. New mic? <laughs> I don't know. You're sounding very like, now you're uh, you're being very calm. You're, okay. You're relaxing. All right. Well... The, Tension of the day. I, I think I might get a little worked up when we talk about Epstein. <laughs> well, so Jeffrey Epstein was found dead, uh, what, a week ago now? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we started recording an episode. Uh, so we started recording an episode of this, and we got interrupted, and we didn't get back to it. So we trashed that, and we're kind of starting over. Yeah. Um, but so Jeffrey Epstein was found uh, dead in a cell. Um, and, you know, Greg Gutfeld pointed this out on Fox. We are the most surveilled society that's ever existed here in the United States. There's cameras everywhere. Everywhere you go, you're pretty much on camera all the time. And yet the most important prisoner in the entire uh, prison system managed to die, strangle himself in a Cell he wasn't supposed to strangle him, be able to do this in. He was supposed to be on suicide watch. He was taken off of it. His uh, his cellmate left. He was transferred. One of the guards, and I'm using air quotes here, was a uh, trained correctional officer but had been assigned to some other job. So he wasn't really a current guard anymore who fell asleep. Uh, and the cameras that were supposed to be surveilling Jeffrey Epstein, 24-7, were not pointed in his cell. They were aimed at the outside. (laughs) And in the midst of all of this, somehow he managed to die with what a couple of witnesses say. This is coming from Tim Pool. A couple of witnesses say they heard screaming from his cell and someone saying, breathe, Epstein, breathe. Now, I'm taking that as like jailhouse witnesses, so that could be all BS. But he did have not only the hammock bone in his neck broken, but several bones in his neck broken. Now, if you drop from a height with something tied around your neck, you'll break the hammock bone no problem, and you'll probably break other bones in your neck. In fact, 
hanging originally was meant to kill you just from the drop, like snap your neck. Yeah. But if you do what they're alleging Jeffrey Epstein did, which is sort of autoerotic asphyxiation kind of thing, you know, you tie the noose around your neck and you lean forward. Yeah, you're just cutting off blood supply. It's very unlikely, even at the age of 66, you're going to break that bone. Well, there's a Fox News segment. Oh, you mean fake news segment? Yeah, about the the, he sustained multiple breaks in his neck bones. And there's a quote here. I don't know who's quoting this, but it says, among the bones broken in Epstein's neck was the hyoid bone, H-Y-O-I-D. Oh, yeah, not hammock bone. Sorry, the hammock bone's in your ear, I think. So hyoid bone, which is in men, is near the Adam's apple. Uh, Such breaks can occur in those who hang themselves, particularly if they're older, according to forensics experts and studies on the subject, but they are more common in victims of homicide by strangulation, experts said. The hyoid bone, (laughs) hyoid bone, boing, hyoid bone, I said it again, hyoid bone. Are you going to take this seriously? Come on. I can't say say hyoid bone without uh, taking a pause there. In the neck, being fractured and other fractures in the neck make it more likely and again, this is a percentage call, more likely that it was a homicide than a suicide. Uh, so this guy, Siegel, who's a professor at medicine in New York University School of Medicine. It's, that's the guy who was talking to Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, obscene gestures. Yeah. Like, people can't see that. Siegel. Um, yeah. Tim Poole said, uh, it's funny. He goes, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. And Tim, you kind of are a little bit, but... Uh, he said, for not being a conspiracy theorist, how come this is the one conspiracy theory that everyone believes? They're all like, yeah, okay, he hung himself. Well, and then... Every, everybody, and by everybody, I mean, I would guess 90% of people who know the story believe that somebody killed him. Yeah, the non-shill, non-CNN shill people. So, I mean, what 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 did Don, Lem- Don Lemon have to say about this? You mean Don Lemon? Don Lemon. I don't know. He was too busy giving some guy the stink finger. <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much about this. I mean, they call it a conspiracy theory, but these are just actually questions that need to be asked. I mean, you don't just sit there and, and take whatever is told to you um, in a situation that's that's this hinky and go, yeah, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, I, you know, Occam's razor and whatnot. Well, I mean, it could happen. But yeah, but that's not what you need. It's if unlikely. You go, I'd like to question more. I'd like to hear more about this, or I'd might, I might. I can even speculate on this without being conspiracy theorist. Right. Well, I mean, it's very possible this happened, uh, but it's highly unlikely. There's just too many mitigating factors and a perfect storm of, you know, bullshit that made this. Well, Did you see the guy who was his cellmate? Just jacked. Yeah, muscle-bound guy. 51-year-old guy. He does not look like a 51. He's like, that guy's on some juice. Well, I mean. He said he's in prison for, like, murdering two people. He's a former cop. He, If you're going to cast a stereotypical, like, mafia-looking neckbreaker kind of dude or a big Russian thug, he's the guy. Well, I mean, here's some more news about that. Hours prior to his alleged suicide, they're calling it alleged I'm reading this from... Um, You're using suicide, the noun, not from, the verb, uh, right? Yeah, Daily Wire. So, hours prior to his alleged suicide, Epstein's cellmate, who Epstein claimed tried to kill him in late July, was reportedly transferred out of the cell, leaving Epstein alone. 
Uh, here's a quote. The convicted pedophile also told his lawyers that the neck injuries he suffered in an earlier incident at the Metropolitan Correctional Center were inflicted by his hulking ex-cop cellmate, which led the lawyer to request that he be taken off a suicide watch, according to a source familiar with Epstein's case. Yeah, I don't know. It just... It all makes sense. It's all coming together. To who that... I would love <laughs> to meet the person who thinks this doesn't just smell bad. I'm not saying... Maybe he did kill himself. But this whole idea that there are people who go, no, he just, look, it, yeah, fine. Things happen, but he killed himself. I, I would like to sit down with that person and go, seriously, none of this stuff smells bad to you. But the broken bone thing is even interesting because the New York Post reported that he was found in his jail cell with a bed sheet wrapped around his neck, apparently killing himself by kneeling towards the floor and strangling himself. So he started on his knees, possibly, or maybe, yeah, because that's how you do it. You don't just lean forward on your toes. I mean, you're going to wrap it around the leg of a bed or something or door handle or whatever, and just kind of lean forward. Um, I, maybe, maybe it broke and he broke his neck or maybe when they tried to take it off him, you know, it could have, you know, they could have done some damage trying to take the noose that he made out of his neck. There's all kinds of what ifs, but, uh, the fact that, uh, people are asking these questions doesn't make it conspiracies. It makes it everything suspicious about this. Like, yeah. Highly suspicious. I posted that, uh, that meme on the Bread and Circus podcast Facebook page of Thor from the from the Ragnarok movie, where uh, it's the, uh, Mark Ruffalo's character is like, you know, did oh, you yeah. hear Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Thor's like, did he? <laughs> did he? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, well, and then there's a bunch of questions about this. So why why did his Pedo Island house get raided? by the FBI the day after he died. And yeah, so late in the game. Like, I guess there had been work being done this whole time. There's, I guess drones were flying around, like uh, showing that there was a lot of um, cleanup actually being done before the FBI even showed up. Like things were happening there where this. Well, there's I, some. I, I, why wasn't the FBI there immediately? As soon as they took him into custody, they should have had another set of agents over at, uh, you know, Pedo Island you know, making sure nothing was touched or changed or taken away or covered up. Um, well, this New York, New York mag, um, again, I keep referring to Tim pool. Tim pool brought this up. I think it's called New York mag, it, not a super reputable, uh, news outlet, but they were, uh, at least from what Tim said, I've never heard of it before today said there was a reporter from there claiming to have had confidential conversations with a guy who was a bodyguard, some Russian bodyguard. The guy, he uses the name Igor um, to address the guy. So I don't know if it's code name or what. And uh, Tim was saying there's some journalistic ethics here because it's supposed to be off the record. But he says this guy is probably treating it like, well, Epstein's dead, so it doesn't have to be off the record anymore. But sort of saying, hey, don't keep pushing this story. You're not going to like where it goes. And that that started to sound really conspiratorial to me. That could be somebody just posting something. But, you know, it, it is kind of interesting when we talk about the raids. Uh, do you remember the Ponzi scheme guy here in Minneapolis, Tom Petters? Yeah. When they Petters raid, Warehouse. When they raided his office, I mean, they they went in with like 30, 40 agents and pulled stuff out well before they arrested him. So I can't understand why when they arrested, you know, when they grabbed uh, Epstein off the plane. But they didn't have from, it coordinated with a bunch know, of other actions that should have been taken at the same time. You know, unless it's because it's not 
I mean, if it's not in the United States or something, I maybe don't know yeah, maybe there's problem. Maybe there's jurisdiction problem with the fact that it what that whole point of having the island kind of out of jurisdiction of the U.S. Maybe that's maybe that made it difficult for them to get what they needed to. Yeah. Well, there's still the question: How did this guy make all his money? Well, you know, he has a brother too that's filthy rich, and they don't know how he made his money either. He's still alive. Well, again, the assumption is that he's blackmailing all these people, and I. I get that that could happen, but you know, like the, um, well, somebody even gave him like a multi-million dollar home. Like he, they just up and yeah, give him things. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. And I guess the way he, uh, sort of rose to prominence at least was he was at, uh, he was, he was like a math teacher at a junior high or something. And, uh, somebody from like Bear Stearns found out that he had this great aptitude for numbers. So they gave him a low, uh, low level beginning job at Bear Stearns, one of the trading houses or whatever, and he did really well. And I didn't hear any of this. Yeah, that's uh, Sargon of Akkad has a whole 20 minute piece on him. Okay. And he says, you know, he's tan- staying away from any conspiracy theory, but he says, you still can't figure out how the guy made his money. And so, what people are assuming uh, without any evidence is that he's blackmailed all these people. But, you know, in the Harvey Weinstein thing, everybody had, um, everybody sort of knew it was an open secret. That there was the casting couch deal, you know, if if you were trying, if Harvey Weinstein was trying to sleep today, he could put you in a movie, and people kind of knew, nudge nudge, wink wink, and uh, so a lot of people started not auditioning for Harvey Weinstein. If uh, Jeffrey Epstein was blackmailing people to get all this money, I can certainly understand that. But how would he raise billions of dollars doing it? Sooner or later, somebody would get wise to that whole thing, wouldn't they? You would think. So I can see how he got some money like that, but not all of it, you know? Well, I mean, just the fact that nobody, there's there's no indication of why he has this all this money. And how can you not, I mean, it is a conspiracy. I mean, it actually could be a legitimate conspiracy how he got his money. Like well, there could be, there could be people that know how he got his money and it's some, you know, it's through what you said, through the um, blackmailing and, and some other nefarious ways of getting money. And and a lot of people knew about it and a lot of people kept silent about it. That's a conspiracy. Well, and then there's this uh, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, who used to be his girlfriend and they think was sort of the one who was arranging for all of these yeah. underage girls. And um. Uh, apparently for a while they couldn't find her and I don't know if they found her now, but yeah, I don't know. She is, uh, it sounds like she's pretty dirty in this whole thing too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I wonder, you know, I wonder if somehow, you know, when you get powerful people like the Clintons involved or even, you know, Trump or all that, if a lot of this gets swept under the rug, but, you know, it's not the same people running the Justice Department anymore. You know, they got new people in there. Well. So no Clintons involved. Well, I mean, wasn't a lot of, didn't, isn't the Justice Department still full of, like, people that were put in, installed by the Obama administration? I don't know. I really don't I mean, know. I've but, heard that. But Bill Barr is running it now. Okay. And if you saw the Bill Barr hearings, the one thing I like about him is uh, he doesn't seem to give a damn anymore. Like he's in a good way. Like he doesn't really care. Like when Maisie Hirano was 
quizzing him about, well, you basically auditioned for this job. You know, why do you want this job so bad? And he just sort of shrugs and goes, I don't need the job. She's like, well, then why are you here? He goes, because I think I can do some good. I think I can help. Yeah. But he's like, I'm happy to just get on with my life, you know. Um, so I don't I think Barr's going to dig on some of this stuff. Well, did you? I mean, so. And I think there's a lot of. I know a few FBI agents. I think there's a lot, and I've never directly asked them what do they think of the whole Comey thing because I don't want to put them in a position, since they're people I know, of answering that question. But I just get the sense sometimes that some of them didn't care for him. I also don't think they necessarily care for the way Trump talks about the FBI. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, I so, again, just a feeling I get. I never really discuss that stuff with them. But yeah, I think there are plenty of FBI agents who want to sort of shake some of this struck and page stuff off. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, and we were talking about the FBI raiding, not being, not raiding Pedo Island, but they did raid his home at the same time they picked him up. I didn't they, because that's where they came up with the seat, the safe that had the CDs in it. And then the mm-hmm. um, CD ROMs with uh, state, you know, stuff about the victims and they came out with this redacted form talking about uh, young, and then the redacted is na- a name. So it goes young name plus name, which people are thinking this might be part of his uh, conspiracy or the conspiracy to blackmail. So young name must be like one of the underage girls. And then the other name is a, a high profile person that he's blackmailing. So young name plus name is one of the, one of the tapes or one of the files that's labeled. Uh, and then mis- miscellaneous nudes one and girl picks nude. I mean, there's stuff like that all over. And also I, I heard, I don't know if this was corroborated, but I heard that he had an inordinate amount of cameras around his house, hidden cameras. Yeah. This isn't sounding a whole lot different than you. I mean, you have all this stuff on flash drives all <laughs> over the place, you know? Yeah. But I don't have enough rich and powerful people to blackmail. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. I just want to say, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a terrible tragedy when a person I don't know anything about takes his own life like this yeah oh uh speaking of uh bill another thing is epstein had a a portrait like an oil portrait of, of yeah clinton, of clinton in, in a chair like in drag no wearing the lewinsky dress yeah 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 and so, red like, heels reclining in the lewinsky dress and it's it's obviously bill clinton's face and it's just fucking weird i mean it's a portrait yeah, yeah it's it's weird, weird. So, and a, did you have another one of Michelle Obama a buddy of mine sent me one or was that just a meme I, I, I don't, don't even know. know if that's real he's Hey, look, man, I know you're listening, and I don't know if you're trolling me or if this is real, but, uh, yeah, he sent me this, and it's it's basically a picture of, well, as he called it, Michael Obama. Uh, it's Michelle Obama in a dress with a big, uh, sort of a, um, a see-through dress with a sunder back and a big swinging tool. <laughs> oh, all right, you showed that to me, and I didn't have my glasses on, so I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it says, when they say go, we hang loose and vote Mike. <laughs> yeah. Big. Oh, boy. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well, she does have very feminine shoulders. Yeah. I, you know what's sad? I think if she got into it, she'd probably win. Yeah. Well, I mean, she'd have, she'd have Google, uh, all the mainstream media, all the uh, deep state actors still in the government just working their asses off to make sure she got it. So yeah. not only would Google and Facebook and all the, the tech companies be working overtime, to, and we should talk about that too. Well, the thing I wanted to say on this Jeffrey Epstein thing, sort of to finish up, we were talking about beforehand, it, 
does it really surprise you when really rich and powerful people do really kinky shit? And the reason I asked that is, you know, we were talking about, when we talked about this, I said, you know, look at the, you know, 60 year old guy who can't land 22 year old hard bodied women anymore, but now he's got a lot of money. So he kind of can't, and there's nothing really perverted about that. So, um, unless you're a creep and your, your brain is miswired and then you're a fucking pedo piece of shit. Yeah. But that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. But that's not where I was going with this. Okay. I but, just want to clarify. So, so you're that guy and you start dating these women. And, you know, it's all cool and everything. And one out of a hundred guys might do the, I mean, it, it may not even be one out of a hundred, but let's say all of those hundred guys say, Hey honey, let's do something a little more fun tonight. You know, and maybe they do the rough sex thing or the, you know, the threesomes or choking each other out or something like that. And then, you know, they just go, yeah, I did that. It wasn't that cool. No, thanks. You know, but one of them just goes. That's kind of awesome. You know, let's do that again. So when you had the thumb in your butt, which one were you? The kind of awesome or? Well, I'm not that, I'm not that rich. Okay. So yeah, didn't get to do that. So, but thanks for projecting. (laughs) So, but just because you do that at home on your own, you know, let's just keep this out of this. So, um, but you know, so maybe he starts getting into some more weird stuff. Like he says, Hey, you know, let's, uh, how about I tie you up or something? And you know, the percentage of women who are into that gets smaller and smaller, you know, so you got to find the, the 23 year old hard body who's into the older guy with a lot of money and likes to get roughed up a little bit. And then it just sort of starts escalating. And I think, you know, richer, powerful people don't necessarily have more kinks than anybody else. They probably just have more resources to make them happen. And this guy had a lot of money and knew a lot of people with a lot of money and it sounds like he was a gen- degenerate fuckbag, you know? Yeah, but I, I guess I just still want to clarify that I don't think, or you're not saying that just because someone be- becomes incredibly rich that they're just going to become a pervert. I mean, that no, has to no, no, be- no. I'm just saying sometimes people will say, why is it that rich people seem to have all these kinks? I, I think one out of a hundred people or one out of a thousand people has something like that, that given the resources and the ability would take to an extreme well, level. Many of these people that are uber rich, they do things that normal people can't do because they have the resources to do that. They're, they, they go places that normal people can't go. They, they'll, they'll, you know, eventually they'll have trips to Mars or, you know, to the moon or whatever. And they'll be the first ones on that because the regular folk can't do it. So, I mean, it's the same is I'm sure it's the same in getting, uh, um, women and, and doing uh, crazy things with these women. It's like you're doing something normal people aren't able to do. And you, and then you probably brag to your other rich people about, well, you know, one time. So take in a alternate universe two Jeffrey Epstein's, one who as a junior high math teacher never gets discovered to be this math genius, right? And just basically toils along as a junior high math teacher his entire career. Probably molests a couple of girls along the way. Right. Yeah, I think so. Because he's got that kink. Yeah, and I think it's with him. It's overwhelming. Right. Because that's, he, because that's he got my it. point. He, he doesn't have more of it because he got rich, but because he got rich, he could just make all of this really ultra weird shit happen. And then he went so far that uh, that it just blew up on him because he couldn't it couldn't be hidden anymore. Right. So then go back to the same two people again, and I heard an interview with you know the alternate universe Jeffrey Epstein's. 
I heard um, one of the young girls' accounts of, you know, she was like 15 or so, and I think she got recruited by this Ghislaine the, the Maxwell. facilitator, yeah. Or someone like her. And was like, oh, you know, just go there and give the guy a massage kind of thing. You know, you rub his shoulders or something. And you just showed up and you got 300 bucks and an Apple Watch or something like that. And she's like, well, that's weird because I'm 15. And, and they're like, hey, nobody's doing anything really weird. And and then, you know, four, five, six trips into it, you know, you're giving the guy a massage and he's naked. And uh, he rolls over halfway through and, you know. Starts rubbing himself. Yeah, yeah. right there. And goes, hey. Here's another 300 bucks. Shut up. You didn't see anything. The first Jeffrey Epstein, the alternate universe who stays the math teacher, can't make that happen. Right. But this guy can't. Same same person, same kinks, same everything. And so when people say, why is it that the rich guys seem to have more? No, I think they can just make it happen. It's like Chris Rock's thing about um, <laughs> what uh, what's the thing about men cheating on women? So it's lack of options is the reason they don't do it. Yeah. You know, he's like the Tiger Woods slept with the waitress at Perkins cause he could, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah, yeah I, did, the, I didn't do that. Chris Rock. There's so much more stuff. creep factor to Epstein too, that we didn't even touch on where it was reported that he wanted to, uh, freeze his head and, and, uh, junk when he died. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. He, so he wanted to have his head and his wang frozen. When he died. Yeah. And And then he also wanted to um, have like a, he wanted to spread his DNA throughout the planet. Uh, He wanted to have like a. um, No, you're talking about L. Ron Hubbard. No, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. No, Epstein. So he basically was making plans to have like, um, you know, he'd have like 10 women at a time flown out to Petto Island and he would impregnate all of them. And then he'd, you know, switch them out for another 10. And then he'd just keep doing that in, in, in perpetuity duty and he that was that was a known thing for him he was a creep and he talked to he actually talked to scientists and stuff about you know how to get his his dna spread far and wide he's a fucking really bad dude and the fact is and then people go well it was the, a twitter hashtag was trending after um epstein died and it was clinton body count yeah hashtag clinton body count and then the it went on for a while and then the, the, you know, the tech guys got wind of it or, you know, figured out we can't have this. So they tried to suppress it and then it got taken over by, um, Trump body count that was trending, which yeah. is completely retarded. And people go, well, you know, Trump was friends with them. And then you see all these mainstream media reports. Well, Trump was, you know, uh, said nice things about Epstein and then Trump was a friend. And it's like, dude, he kicked the dude out of his golf course for being a perv. Apparently very publicly too. Mar-a-Lago. It's well-known fact. It's a fact. This is not any kind of rumor. The guy was a perv. He tried to do something with, with I don't know which, um, if it was like a client's was, daughter or if it was somebody th- worked there. I think it was an underage employee. Underage, underage being under 18. And he was, he was creeping on her and Trump got wind of it and said, get the fuck out and don't come back. But and, I mean, I guess that was fairly public when it happened. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, you're bringing up the stuff about spreading his DNA and I'm commenting on this, how Trump did this. These are stories I've heard. I've never verified. They may not be true exactly, but. Yeah, I'm not presenting this completely as fact but, uh, i mean i've I heard always, enough sources go yeah yeah so like you know you say believable. when you say hey he wanted to have his head and his junk frozen i mean okay maybe. that might be that but, might be but i wonder how many of these side. things are repeated and stuff what what i do feel is weird though when it comes to the clintons in particular the amount of these people that they seem to have been around a lot 
just seems kind of creepy. And I'm not talking about the Clinton body count. Yeah. Um, you know, we got into the Vince Foster thing before and the Seth Ridge thing, but but the um, I mean, uh, Harvey Harvey Weinstein. I mean, they were buddies with him, yeah. and they were. Just, buddies with this guy and well speaking of conspiracies did you see steven crowder's take on it a little bit no it, it was pretty funny i wish i had the clip to play but he's talking about how you know everybody's worried about getting into the realm of conspiracy theories and he goes hey, you know you don't want to talk about conspiracy theories when when we start with with square one he had a pedophile island <laughs> <laughs> well greg gutfeld that said, would be the peak of the conspiracy theory yeah. in most stories <laughs> greg gutfeld said you know, everybody says, oh, it was an open secret, Pedophile Island and Harvey Weinstein. Express. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein's casting couch and all that. Um, but he goes, only really rich and powerful people have open secrets. Like, they just, nobody can touch them. Yeah. You know? And I wonder sometimes, and I'm not giving Trump credit for this. Uh, I mean, I think he's a catalyst for it, but it's the people underneath him, you know, the Bill Bars and stuff who are sort of doing it. Um if this is all leading to this sort of establishment kind of breakup I sort hope of so. thing. Like the deep state and getting rid of the swamp. And well, actually... I mean, I hear deep state all the time and I, I don't know exactly what that word means. I don't mind the term. Yeah, but I just, I don't know what it means. Well, it's, what does the swamp mean? I think this, for me, the swamp means government in general. Just people who go there saying, I'm gonna do good and then they no, don't. No, the, the swamp from what I understand, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But my perception of the swamp or what I've heard is that the swamp is like the unelected bureaucrats that have a lot of power that nobody knows that weren't elected, that were appointed and have lifelong position. That's the swamp. Well, but everybody's got their own interpretation. Right. But I just, but when I, I ask a lot of people what they mean by deep state, they're like, oh, come on, you know. And I'm like, no, what do you mean? Yeah, I think the deep state is pretty much analogous to the swamp. That's how I, when I say deep state and swamp, it's interchangeable to me because the deep state is like, you know, on all the, like the, the bureaucracy behind the, like the FBI, you know, the people like struck, he's part of the swamp, part of the deep state. So to you are deep state people, ones who are just trying to keep an establishment going and don't necessarily have real strong party affiliations. And if they if they do, it's it's secondary to their hey, let's just keep this train going in the same direction. Yeah, I think so. I, th I think it's it's about um, keeping the elites in the position of power and and keeping everybody else um, uninformed about that. Well, congratulations! You are the first person to ever define to me what the deep state is. <laughs> well, good. I mean, but that's like you said. There's probably different perceptions of what it I, is. But you know what I mean? It just becomes. I get frustrated with people on the right. People I tend to agree with. When they go, wow, you know, it's a deep state. Well, you're like, what do you mean? I mean, it is shorthand. I mean, it's 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 convenient shorthand when I say it. And and yeah, I probably should explain myself, but I get every once in a while you go, you just want a shorthand and, and move on. Right. But I, my point is there are times I ask them what they mean and they just look at me like, you know, on, you know, everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, right, some would you rather? Yeah. Let's get, this is, we've been talking about Epstein a lot longer than I thought we would. So let's, let's that's move, how it always let's works. Move on to would you rathers. Um, Oh, we already did those. Um, oh, here we go. Would you rather hitchhike with strangers across country? That's a misspelling or a misprint there. Would you rather hitchhike with strangers across the country or get cross country by train hopping? Ooh. So hitchhike with strangers. Now, I mean, you're with strangers and you're hitchhiking along with them. Like you guys are all have your thumb out or you're 
hitchhiking by yourself and getting in cars with strangers. I assume that's what they mean. I assume was the first one. Okay. But that's, that's now that you now that you pointed out, it's probably the second I, one. It's badly worded. Uh, so, okay. Would you rather hitchhike across the country by yourself, getting in cars with strangers to get across the country, or would you rather just hop trains? I think I would do the hitchhiking. I'd hitchhike across the Midwest, but I'm not hitchhiking on the coast. Well, train hopping has got to be pretty fucking dangerous. Yeah, it's got to be dangerous, but at the same time, it's once you get on, I figure it's probably not that hard. I saw a show once about like modern day hobos yeah, and how they hop on those trains and everything. And they definitely watch for them and all that. But I mean, I would think once I, you're, once you're on a train, shit, you could be on that thing for a long yeah, way. But don't you think you're, if you're able to get on it and, and ride it, there's other unsavory types that would be doing the same thing and could be, but you could get in the wrong car and get killed too. So yeah. What if you're able to be armed the whole time? Well, you could do that on a train too. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Except I don't if know. you're hopping a train, at, no, if you're hopping a train, you're doing something illegal. And if you get caught with a weapon, it's, it's hitchhiking's you're, illegal. You're in more trouble depending on what state or is it federal? That's uh, it's illegal in most states. Huh? But here's the thing. Why is that? I wonder. I don't know. One's I wonder if it's like, if you're on the freeway and highway, I could see because you're not supposed to be on the freeway or highway. Yeah. I don't know. I was in those reacher books. He's always hitchhiking. And I'm like, if I was a reacher, I'd hitchhike where the fuck I wanted to. What if you asked for a ride and you're in town with somebody before they're on the road? That's not really hitchhiking, is it? Hitchhiking is standing along the side of the road asking for a ride, right? I think, uh, you know, I guess if I could be armed, I would look at doing the hitchhiking thing. Yeah. But I also think the train thing is a high risk, high reward deal. I would think it's tough to get on those trains, but once you do... You could probably ride a long way before anybody bothered you. Hmm. Whereas like the car, it could be like, well, I'm driving about 50 miles. Then you got to do it all over again. I'm thinking the people you encounter on the trains are going to be skeevy. If you encounter any people. I'm assuming you would. I don't think you would. Well, if you would, then the car thing would be better. Yeah, probably. All right. Would you rather have passes to the ballet for a year? No. Or sporting event tickets for for the team of your choosing? but only for one season. I just, I don't want to, I mean, the ballet is something I'd go to, but I don't, I don't want to go um, on a regular basis. Neither. I. Which one's easier to sell the ticket to? Sports ball. I would uh, take the sports ball and sell the ticket. There you go. All right. Last one. You wouldn't want to see a good hockey fight. Uh, Yeah, but it's not, I mean, I've, you go to races waiting for crashes too, right? Well, that's the same reason you watch figure skating, waiting for the crash. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, some of them are pretty, if they're very elaborate, the moves they do. Still waiting for the crash. All right. Would you rather own a stolen Picasso that you could never show off or own the Hope Diamond, but it always had to be kept in a museum? Doesn't, isn't the Hope Diamond like cursed? I thought it was. Yeah. I don't want any curses and I hate Picasso's stuff. If you have the Hope Diamond and it's always kept in a museum, then what can you sell it at one point? No, but um, but they have to credit you. They have to be like donated by. Yeah, I don't care. I don't need that recognition. I guess I guess I'd take the stolen Picasso. No, nah, I do the Hope Diamond thing because when they have stuff at the uh, museum, you can show up and be like a big deal. Be like, yep, that's mine. Letting them use it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the stolen Picasso, you could never show it off. So nobody would know you have it. And if you said you had it, you couldn't prove it. Yeah, if you, had, if you had a stolen Picasso, who cares? All right. I do not get Picasso stuff. 
it looks like trash to me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the um, the shootings a little bit here because we got some pushback. Well, I guess this wasn't about shootings. This was We, we talked about a, a couple podcasts ago. We talked about the disrespect that the cops have been uh, dealing with, and like in New York when the when they were getting water dumped on them. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we talk about in that episode? Jeez, a lot of stuff. But we talked about the you know the kind of the the tide chain or the attitude towards authority and all that. Oh yeah. And just recently, uh, within the last day or so, if in Philadelphia there was six police officers that were shot in a standoff. When they were, were they trying to serve, serve a warrant serve for a warrant? drugs yeah. or something? And so six of them got shot. Uh, thankfully, I think nothing life threatening. Any of these? Yeah, uh, even these the officers. one who got shot in the head, they said was conscious and knew yeah. what was going on. So. so I think they'll all make full recoveries. But uh, during during this standoff, there were citizens, residents of the of the area, that were taunting the police, throwing things at them, and, and taunting them. Um, I can look it up real quick, too. You remember when I said, um, I think it'd be an interesting experiment to divide the country in half and say, okay, everybody who believes this way, get on this side. Everybody who believes this way, get on this side. I wonder if in a smaller sort of sample size, you could take a city like Philadelphia or Baltimore or Detroit or something like that. One of these um, messed up cities that has been run by Democrats for years and said, hey, everybody, here's what we're going to do. Um, if you want to get out now, we'll pay to move you somewhere else. Your conditions aren't going to be any better, but we're, we'll get you out of here. Because what we're going to do here is we're going to get rid of the cops. We're just going to take them out because it's, it's a shit show. So anybody who wants to stay here, you can stay. You do whatever the hell you want. Okay? So, But it's dangerous for cops to be here because people are throwing stuff at cops. So those of you who don't like the cops, you stay. There won't be any cops. The rest of you, hey, let's get you out of here. Right. I wonder how many people would go, and I wonder what it would look like within six months. It yeah. would be a third world country. It would be chaos. Yeah, they, they'd have like, like they'd basically have warlords running the streets and, and fighting amongst each it other. It would like look gangs. like it would look like Mogadishu. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I've got a report here. Um, Videos emerged of a crowd taunting and throwing projectiles at police during an eight-hour standoff on Wednesday in Philadelphia, during which six officers were shot and two others were held hostage. Uh, The suspect, Maurice Hill, 36, was taken into custody by a SWAT team, uh, emerging with his hands in the air after the authorities shot tear gas into the home. Uh, Harrowing footage of the onslaught of AK-47 gunfire. Uh Uh-oh, that's another incident with an AK-47. They're gonna to try to ban my gun, aren't they? You don't have an AK forty seven. Well, the one I lost, the one I lost the in one my lost in accident, the lake. Yep. Um, uh, was captured by home surveillance cameras across the street from the assault. As police also endure abuse from bystanders who cheered on the suspect while Hill was apparently uninjured in the standoff. Let's see here. Oh, here's some video. Let's see if I can play this. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, they are, I mean, it's a big crowd of people that are just belligerent with the police. Police are walking by, and the crowd of people are just, I mean, actually, a woman just shoved one of the cops. Narration provided you by Crow. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Yeah, they're actually getting, they're actually putting hands on some of them, and the police officers are just kind of walking by and not, not responding. 
Okay, so here's the thing. Hold on a sec. Yeah, yeah, they're throwing things now. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty bad. Here's what I predict will happen. So we mentioned this before. The city of Bellevue, Washington, was uh, paying sixteen thousand dollars for because they're having a hard time getting cops for uh, sworn officers to move there. So if you're a sworn officer, let's just let's pick a random city like um, I don't know off the top of my head, Philadelphia, um, where you've got sort of these shitty conditions and you say you know what i've had it i want to get out of here you decide to move to bellevue bellevue's uh median household income is one hundred and five thousand dollars. that is almost twice what the national median income is so i'm gonna guess bellevue's doing pretty well so you can be a cop in bellevue or you can be a cop in philadelphia and you get sixteen thousand dollars just for signing on the dotted line. So where are you going to go? I think you're going to see cops. More cities do this. More cops migrate to them. So what's Philadelphia going to do? Philadelphia is going to say, we're having a hard time getting cops. They might throw more money at them. They're a much bigger city. I was surprised to find out that Philadelphia is like in the top five for size in the country. But let's say even if they do that, they still can't get people because it's such a shitty situation. Yeah. You know what they're going to do, right? What are they going to do? They're going to lower the standards for being cops. Yeah. So then a situation's gonna yeah. a situation's gonna happen like this, and you're gonna get a bunch of guys like the guy who shot Philando Castile. Yeah. And you're gonna have cops or, or, uh, shooting people. Or the guy that shot uh Christine uh Damon. Yeah, exactly. Uh what's what's his name? Um the um, Somalian guy. Noor, Muhammad yeah, Noor. Muhammad Noor. You're gonna get people like that. More and more of those. And probably not the Noor types because they, those guys, unless they're completely clueless and spurgy, they're not gonna they're not going to want to get themselves in that situation. So it's going to get, you're going to get really aggressive guys that have kind of, they're a little bit unhinged Mm -hmm. and that's the only people they can get and they'll take them. And then that person is going to react like completely out of line in situations where a cop that should be there, that has the right psychological profile. It's going to be a vicious downward spiral. But if a cop has, a police officer has the right psychological profile, they are smart enough and they're competent enough to know that that situation is something they don't, they they shouldn't, they don't want to be in. They don't want to make that kind of money and have their ass on the line for people that just fucking hate them. Yeah. So they're going to leave, you know, we're not going to have a shortage of cops in the United States. We're going to have a shortage of cops in big cities. And then, then like you said, it's going to be like, there's going to be a percentage that are going to be bad. Yeah. If they, if they're desperate enough to take them and lower the standards enough. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. Good. There'll be cops on the take, you know, because that's all they'll be able to get. They'll, they'll lower the standards. They'll say, well, if you've had a criminal record, depending on the record, we'll let you in now. And it's going to be like, yeah, well, that's what you want, what they're opening the door to with that. Yeah. If you've had a, if you've had a, uh, um, low level uh, drug dealing. Um, yeah, low level okay. drug dealing. You know, a DUI here, there, a minor gun charge. You know, yeah, stuff d- like domestic that. violence. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's yeah. okay. I mean, no, they won't. Uh, they won't do the domestic violence. They're too woke for that. So we we did get uh, a response to. Um, we were talking about the um, the water getting thrown on the police officers and how I said they were cowed and mm-hmm. we didn't like that term. Um, we did one of the, one of our listeners is a police officer and he kind of gave a little pushback or not pushback, but wanted to cl- clarify it for us. So we got a, an, so he sent this and you were cowed. Yes. An email. He cowed me into, into responding. So re- this is from redacted. Okay. okay. So he goes, thank you redacted. We appreciate it. And if any other redacted would like to send stuff, we'd be happy to get it. Yep. Okay. Uh, he goes, 
broken windows is a theory before Giuliani. I said Giuliani came up with the broken windows theory. I, I'm, I don't know if I, I didn't necessarily mean he came up with it. He just implemented it, but no, you meant it and you were wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, so broken windows is a theory before Giuliani. It says if you have an abandoned house on a block and one window gets broken, soon two windows will be broken because people think the broken window is okay. Everyone talks about stop and frisk. It's never been stop and frisk. It's stop, question, frisk. So that means to a street cop, if I know an area has had an uptick in gun violence and it's 95 degrees out and I see a guy in a hoodie and jeans holding his hoodie pocket like there's an item with weight in it, I can stop him to ask what he's up to, question him, and then if needed, frisk. If you can't articulate reasonable suspicion to stop the person, i.e. you're walking around a lake stopping random people and retaining them, then you're doing illegal things as a police officer. People here all the time think I can't stop someone in a high crime area. They're wrong. Okay. So wait, it's stop and frisk? Stop, question, and frisk. Oh, that totally changed my perception of what that was. <laughs> Where are you getting at? I thought it was stop and fist. Uh. <laughs> so no, this I'm for. Okay. I was not for the other one. And then I, he's thought, got to- I thought that was some aggressive policing. He's got a little bit more to, to bring up. He goes, with regards to broken windows, we as a, a society have let so much go in the sake of it being, quote unquote, racist. Uh, he goes, look at Minneapolis, where you're at. Not doing any more drug buys downtown because 29 of the 30 arrested were black. So the Minneapolis chief says, well, if that's how young black men think they can make money, then we won't enforce that law. So now these jokers are emboldened and have moved on to coke. Yeah, I mean, I, I can argue with that. Yeah. So. Uh, it, look, the police don't need to be draconian and heavy-handed, but, you know, they got to be able to do their jobs. Well, to say just because, well, I mean, that's how they make their living, so we're not going to enforce the law anymore. I mean, that's, that well, doesn't see, make any sense to me. The problem is in this... Uh, so they so they do this in, with impunity then, and they, that lowers their respect of the, of law, of the police, of authority, because they're like, yeah. We do what the fuck we want. Well, the problem redacted doesn't mention is that of the 29 that were black, of the 30 that were arrested, uh, that ignores the 150 that were white that they didn't arrest because of privilege, and that 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 30th one that they did that was non, non-black was just a mistake. Hmm. I mean, that's what I'm reading I in see. between the lines here. I see. You know, well, we'll have to see what Redacted has to say about that. Yeah, so that <laughs> apparently this police chief said uh, correctly, if you uh, white supremacist officers are only going to arrest black people and let the white people deal drugs, then it's only fair that we let the black people do it too. Isn't that what you read between the lines? Uh, no, I did not, for the record. <laughs> well, I am super woke. <laughs> So. All right. Well, if anybody else wants to, you know, correct us or correct the record or uh, add to what we're saying. Or, or you know, get after Crow and say, you know, Crow, you suck. Rooster, you're awesome. Happy to hear it. Yeah. You can contact us. It's uh, we'll, we'll give the email address at the end of the podcast. Also, if you look at whatever uh, podcast uh, aggregator you're listening to our show on, we'll have uh, links to uh, yep. our email. Um, along these lines of lost respect for... Uh, Law enforcement. Did you see what happened in those ICE offices in San Antonio? Yeah, the the someone shot through one of the windows. Well, but 
it's not like this is just an office sitting there. Ice has a floor, a floor right. of a regular office building. So the I believe it was the ice director in San Antonio said, listen, whoever this was did their research, figured out what building it was in, what floor, and took shots at the building. Mm-hmm. This is scary stuff. You this know, is, this is getting me like a third worldish. And know? so how come in the case of these shootings in, well, the shooting in El Paso, they're, they're not even trying to tie the one in Ohio to Trump because they can't. Right. You know, um, they're trying to tie the one in El Paso to Trump's language, even though the guy put in there, look, I don't like Trump. And the reason I'm saying that is because yeah, someone's going to try and make this p- political. You can pick and choose anything in this guy's um, social media and manifesto that can go either way uh, politically. So, But how come we can tie that stuff to Trump? But we can't tie the guy, the Bernie supporter who shot Steve Scalise and tried to kill other uh, congressional Republican members. Game or, or these people, that Antifa guy who tried to firebomb the uh, ICE office, or the Antifa people in Portland who threw all sorts of trash at the one in Portland and wouldn't let people go to or leave work. Or the people who are shooting at the ICE office in San Antonio. How come we can't tie that to AOC in her language? Well, I mean, if you want to be fair, if you want to turn about as fair play, then yeah, you absolutely can. Because if they're trying to tie everything to Trump, then why not play their game? Why not turn around and say, okay, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do it. Yeah, but they're, they're not doing it. And I just think it's... It, they. They're so far into their own bias, they can't even... No, no the le- I don't expect the left and the media, mainstream media to do it, but I'm saying like the right, the um, people on the right, they say, well, we don't want to start that, pre- we don't want to get on board with that precedent of saying, well, her rhetoric caused these people to do that because we're saying that president's rhetoric did not cause these shooters. So if we turn around and say that about them, then we're being hypocrites. And no, I think we should just say, right. we should just say, you know what, that if if we're following your logic... You don't have to agree with it. You just say, if we're following your logic, then you're a hypocrite. You know, this stuff should be tied to you. Yeah. And they're just saying, nope, it's, there's too much white supremacy in the country, which is ridiculous. Well, I mean, if there is, if there is, um, um, prejudice going on and and racism, it's, it's coming from the left. Yeah. Like the true racism, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the KKK types are just such a minority. Like like uh, Tucker said, you know, the white supremacy in America is pretty much a myth at this point. It's statistically so insignificant. Um, did you hear he might be gotten suspended for that? I don't know if I buy that. Supposedly he's on vacation, but he just went on vacation and now he's on vacation again, quote unquote vacation, because of that because saying that I don't buy it either. He's like their cash cow on Fox. He's like yeah, he's got a guy. ton of ratings. And but, what he said isn't wrong. He didn't go after people. I mean, they had, I can't remember what no, it's, it was. It's just, it's basically, he's saying, stop crying wolf. But they had, they had a Klan rally in some city, like, in the last six months. And like seven or nine Klan members showed up. Yeah, and then the counter-protesters were like in the hundreds. Yeah. It's like, enough already. You guys are looking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just stupid. I'm tired but of hearing. But if you look at Antifa, it's, it's it, always the majority are white guys, and it's a bunch of white people yelling at Hispanics or black people that are pro-Trump and calling them white supremacists or Jewish they, people. And see things. what they did to Candace Owens? Uh, just recently? Yeah. I mean, they've done a lot to her, but... but uh, some Antifa people surrounded her at uh, one of the colleges she went to speak at and called her a uh, black whore and all this stuff. And Was it a bunch of uh, uh, 
little skinny twerpy white guys or I'm sure it was or doughy white guys. Yeah, sure it was because that's generally what it is. Yeah, hmm. but I mean they were calling her every racist name in the book. It's like these are these are your people for tolerance and yeah. all that. Well, and then uh, you want to talk real quick about the Chris Cuomo thing? Yeah, <sighs> he lost his shit on that guy. For those who haven't seen it, there's a video of a guy calling, and the guy videoed it, called uh, Chris Cuomo, who was out somewhere. A CNN news anchor, Chris Cuomo. Uh, who's Mario Cuomo, the governor of New York's younger brother, called him Fredo. He said, hey, Fredo, can I get a picture with you? And Rush Limbaugh has been trolling Cuomo forever. Yeah, whenever he Fredo. talks about uh, Cuomo, he, he refers to him as Fredo. So Cuomo, who keeps posting videos of himself working out. On Instagram, it's like, dude, try harder, will ya? I it's, mean, it's like the equivalent of duck face. Yeah, like take constantly showing pictures with your duck face. Look at me doing my squats. Yeah. You know, uh, who cares? Unless so, that's your job, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, do you see like uh, bodybuilders in there reading a teleprompter? <laughs> <laughs> this is me and my Instagram photo. I'm reading the news. Yeah. Um, but so he got up in this guy's face and he's like, you know, I had to kick your fucking ass. I had to throw you down these stairs. Yeah, you supposedly know? the guy uh, trolled him just by coming up and saying, hey, Fredo, can I get a picture? Yeah. And, and he goes. And I guess supposedly he, Cuomo was with his daughter. And his wife. Yeah. His wife. Nine-year-old daughter. But, and the guy was trolling him. Yeah. I mean, he knows his of name's not was. Fredo. And and Cuomo called him out on that. He goes, you know, my name's not Fredo. Don't say that. You know, and, and he was like, you know, I, I had to kick your ass. The guy's like, well, go ahead. And then he says, oh, yeah, and get sued. No, you take a shot. You take the first yeah. swing. But then he says something about all three down these fucking stairs. And yeah. Also, he goes, uh, call me Fredo. It's calling an Italian-American Fredo. That's like calling a black person the N-word. I'm like, ah, rein it back a bit, dude. Well, no, it's not. Who is it who said the fact that you can say Fredo, but you, you have to refer to it as the N-word yeah. is proof right there that it's, I think it was Matt Christensen who said it, okay. is further proof that no, they're not the same. And didn't, didn't Trump come up with that? I mean, that's not something normally that was being used by the Italian community, was it? Maybe Chris it was. Cuomo was in a radio interview and referred to himself as Fredo. Yeah. Now, that didn't necessarily start at all, but he loses all credibility there. Maybe that's where uh, um, Rush oh, Limbaugh came up with You know with what it. he was doing, though? I bet he was taking the word back. <laughs> you know, I mean, those yeah. Italian-Americans, they got to embrace Fredo and make word. it their own. Yeah, yeah, so they call each other Fredo all the time now. But now he's going to get called Fredo wherever he goes. Like, people Forever. are going to shout at him, Fredo. I mean, I'm going to, if I ever see him. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you better watch out, man. Have you seen those squats he's doing and the treadmill workout? Yeah. I mean, he'll throw you down some fucking stairs. Sure, sure he will. <laughs> Boy. Well, and then Don Lemon, apparently, the the first place I saw this was the Amazing Lucas was had a video about it. But I guess it's true. Um was out someplace and some guy who was a bartender there or is a bartender and was out brought him a drink and said something like, Hey, I like what you do or whatever. And he was like, yeah, here, I'm just here with my friends or whatever. And, and then later Don Lemon came up to him and stink fingered him, <laughs> basically just put his hand down his pants and rubbed it in his balls and then stuck his fingers up under the guy's nose and said something super suggestive. Like, wouldn't you like that or something like that? I'm not quoting, but words to that effect, that sort of thing. Smell my taint. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, whatever it was. And the, I mean, like, really? You would do that? Yeah. But then you get on your show and talk about sexual assault and how we should not tolerate now, it or this something is all like spec that? And this is all allegedly, because we don't know if this actually happened. This this guy, supposedly, I've heard from the the CNN, the, the people that are trying to 
yeah. downplay it. Downplay it or saying this guy's always had a problem against CNN. And so he's just he saw um, Don Lemon and he decided this was what he was going to say about the guy because he's out. He's he's in social media. He's always talked about like really bad things about CNN. So he's just looking for an excuse to to do something like this. So, well, and you know what? Maybe that's true. And this this story is a lie and it's just been repeated a bunch of times. But God, if it is true oh, or anything it like it's true. Yeah, I, I really hope it's not because I, I would hope that people in those positions would understand what the fuck they're doing. You know, that I, it's not okay to trash talk everybody I know else from our, for from doing our gay stuff. listeners, is that a kind of a pickup move for gay men? Does that work? Stinkfinger? I don't know. Work? Because I know, I don't know a straight guy. I've never known a straight guy that would ever think that that's something that you would do to a woman to uh, kind of turn her on. Like, like I could, I, I know they've done that to kind of like mess with people like yeah. as a joke, but not like a pickup line or a pickup move. Right. I'm I'm sure there are guys who do stuff like that, and I'm sure women have suffered many multitudes of stupid pickup lines. But I would be shocked to hear that more than a couple of women have a have had a guy come up and no, that no, I don't believe it. Not not straight fingers, the balls, thing, and shove them. The, the only no, the only else. thing that guys would do is they'll go up their friend and go smell my finger, or they'll put their you smell that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was inside your sister. <laughs> you know that kind of shit. It's just like gross. I mean, it's like to be an asshole. It's not to not to pick somebody up at all. Yeah, exactly. So is this maybe? I mean, I can't imagine that. Well, I I shouldn't say I can't imagine it because I can imagine that could be something that could be in the gay community because I don't know. I'm not part of that community. Yeah, but the nightlife, the gay nightlife. But think about this. Okay, so Trump says, "Hey, when you're rich, you can get away with anything. You can just kiss women. Hell, you can just grab them by the pussy." When you're a celebrity, you can do it. Hmm? He didn't actually do that when he was talking to Billy Bush about it. He just said, you can. That's no different than saying, I can throw a football over that mountain, right? Yeah. You're not a serial football thrower at that point. It's just something you said you were going to do, right? If this is the case, if this is true with Don Lemon, he actually did it. So it's actually worse, isn't it? You would... if there's no witnesses to this, then it's it's a non-story. Yeah. I mean, I can't just take this guy's word for it. B- uh, believe all victims, though. Hashtag. Oh, that's true. Oh, but he's a guy. Oh. So I don't... Well, maybe... Is he gay? He's gay. Because that's, that's two believes but, and uh, one don't believe. But Don Lamont is black, so that's... And is this guy white? Probably, so yeah. now we're now we're three don't believes and Hispanic two white? believes. Ooh, God. I'm... Hold on. I need a pen. Cuban white? Where's my abacus? I'm going to keep track of this. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny. You're supposed to believe all victims. But, you know, well, he doesn't like um, Don Lemon, so. Well, all CNN is doing is victim shaming now. That's by true. By pointing out that he hates CNN. Well, if you hate your abuser, does that make you wrong? Yes. No. I don't know. <laughs> I need a, I need a woke graph. Yeah. You know, I need woke on one side and based on the other so mm-hmm. I can like do cross-reference it. And there has to be soy in there somewhere. No, soy is just what would make you make a graph like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ingesting too much of it would be like, you know, I think we need a graph. Yeah. So. Well, we're uh, up on time here. So if you need to get in need, and I mean need, to get in contact with us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And I'm going to tell you, you do need to get in touch with us, and you can do it on the Facebook page, Bread and Circus Podcast. See you, bye.